0: Privacy is something all humans instinctively value. It's a well-recognized human right, and even those who deny it to others expect it for themselves. Privacy and anonymity should be the default, not the exception. Your consent should be needed before your personal or financial details are revealed to any would-be voyeur. I did not write this. Rather, this is the vision statement of Railgun, a new privacy-based technology that allows you to make your Ethereum wallet, the tokens in that wallet, and your NFTs unavailable to prying eyes. Today, we welcome Alan Scott of Railgun to the show to discuss all things privacy and how this new technology delivers on its promises. You may turn Japanese and say, konnichiwa. By the time you're done listening to this episode number 586 go 8, 6 Of the Bad Crypto Podcast 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, Who's bad? <laughs> Domo arigato, signor Treviso Que pasa, amigo?
1: Ah, Robato,
0: Oregato. I just mixed my Smokpato. Japanese and Spanish. It was Japanese.
1: Robato with a Robato, That
0: was Japanan-ish. Japanish. Japanish. <laughs> Japan.
1: <laughs> Welcome
0: Man. to the baddish Crypto ish Podcastish. I'm Joel Comish. That's I'm Kanichi
1: Wan. I'm Japanish. Obi Wan Kanichi. <laughs>
0: We're glad you guys are here. This is going to be a fun episode, a very in-depth interview with Mr. Alan Scott of Railgun. They are the sponsors of this show. We discovered this project. Our team actually over at CCP Digital discovered this project and said, you guys got to check this out. Uh, These guys want to sponsor the show and maybe have you as advisors. And we took a look at it. We're like, damn, this is intriguing stuff.
1: It is intriguing stuff. Because you know, think about it. You know, crypto was meant to be sort of pseudo anonymous, but if you know your address, like at this point, I have an ENS address attached to my Ethereum, so it's like if you know what that is, you can see everything what's in my thing, right? So, but it would be better to be able to have that information private, not only from Ethereum, but maybe Solana and and Solana, maybe uh, you know Polygon and some of these other ones. So. There's some interesting stuff that's that's popping up with this conversation here with Alan.
0: So uh, all that to say before we get into the interview, full disclosure, we are being compensated in some way, shape or form for our association with Railgun. We do believe in them, but we definitely recommend if we're going to advise one thing as not financial advisors, it's for you to go do your own research to not make any investments unless you do that research and, you know, maybe consult with people that are smarter than us. Uh, And we get to talk to one of those people who's smarter than us today. His name is Mr. Alan Scott, and we're going to get to the interview. Over the years, we've talked a lot about privacy coins, the cryptocurrencies that allow you to transact without anybody being able to track what you're transacting for in doing whatever. But there are still a lot of issues surrounding privacy, one of them being that the internet can be a little too public. The blockchain, it can be a little too transparent. Let's say I've got some NFTs in my wallet and I don't want you to know that I've got those particular NFTs. What am I supposed to do about that? Well, we encountered the Railgun Project just a few months ago and discovered that these guys are on the front lines of privacy. And with us today, we have an advisor to Railgun Project. His name is Alan Scott. And good sir, welcome to Bad Crypto.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me, man. I'm uh, looking forward to the conversation.
0: Full disclosure, Travis and I are also working with Railgun as advisors from a marketing perspective. And so uh, being on the show is part of that arrangement. And as you guys know, we attempt to bring you only projects that, uh, that we feel are worthwhile and we tend to be very selective in who we sign on to advise with. This stuff is really cool. You're going to learn a lot today. Uh, make sure you always do your own due diligence. As usual, this is not investment Advice. So, Alan, how did you come upon Railgun, and uh, what what attracted you to the project?
2: Yeah, great question. So, in my background, I worked in the um, the traditional finance space, uh, setting up very obtuse and obscure offshore vehicles to warehouse like insurance premium and stuff like this. And you know, a lot of that is really privacy driven. One of the other advisors of the project, uh, Edward, uh, who is the the legal counsel for. Uh, the sponsor of the project, Right to Privacy, was talking about how great it was. And um, he convinced me to take and join the team uh, advising on the protocol on, you know, mostly business development uh, partnerships, you know, strategic partnerships. So, you know, getting us in contact with uh, various other um, protocols and ultimately end users.
1: Railgun, the ability to hide information, Right. The, the the whole thing, the, the privacy-preserving protocol. Like, how is Railgun different from other ones?
2: Yeah, so that's a that's a great question. Uh, so the one of the big differentiations of the Railgun project is that it allows you to take and not only store uh, any ERC twenty token or you know stable token, it also allows you to take and transact with those privately. So, in other words, Railgun is a, is a system that makes uh, your DEX trading private, which is, a, which is a huge differentiation.
0: And how does that work then? By the way, for those of you following along at home, the website is Railgun.ch. Isn't that a, is that a China extension? What is CH? So,
2: Railgun.ch. Um, mm-hmm. So, .ch is actually not China. Um, what is it? A, a .ch domain is um, actually Switzerland.
0: Ah, that makes Um, sense. I don't know why, but I guess it does. So
2: there's like, you know, there's actually two domains um, that are both run by, you know, separate people relgun.org and then there's relgun.ch, which I guess whoever is running that front end thought it'd be quite funny to do like an inside joke towards like uh, a Swiss bank, which we all Uh. akin to. Privacy, okay. right
0: That's funny cuz that's the one I have bookmarked but you're right railgun.org is the is the main site. So if my stuff, if my tokens, uh, whether fungible or non-fungible are in my metamask wallet, how does railgun keep them private?
2: Yeah, so what you do, um you kind of think that your you your on. railgun is um, railgun is effectively a private wallet. Right. So what you do is you take and you put funds into your private wallet and then you can take and use those funds and however you would like to. So if you want to take and send stable tokens uh, between one another, you can do that. If you want to transact them on any other DAP, if you want to stake them, swap them on Uniswap, swap them on SushiSwap, take and do some yield farming or participate in the curve wars or whatever have you. You can do that through your private balance that's on your uh, that's on Railgun.
1: Yeah, it's pretty fascinating, and uh, you know, to the the ability to to, to hide your your Dex uh, transactions, as you mentioned, that's something that's like, all right, I don't want people to know everything that I'm doing. And now the project's been doing some airdrops too, right? So it's like, I know that if you're set up and you had it had it staked. They're dropping some like Solana or versions of it or something. What what are some of these airdrops that are happening?
2: Yeah, so there's a couple of airdrops that have happened already. So the the DAO tokens for BSC and Polygon both have already been airdropped to DAO stakers. In other words, people who were staking the rail token uh, last year, they, they got access to the tokens for those two systems. And we currently have a snapshot that is for the Polkadot system and uh, solana as well but what's really interesting too is in january i believe it was on the 20th and then the 31st if you were staked then uh, you also get access to an nft drop that we're going to be doing that we're really excited about to to sort of showcase the nft functionalities that we have uh, developed
0: well what's the the point of having the airdrop tokens is doesn't that just create more supply
2: yeah, so this is a really great question, actually, because it's what we're doing is, is really fundamentally different than what a lot of protocols are doing. Uh, one of our main goals when we think about privacy is to make sure that it's extremely resilient against someone breaking it, right? Because if someone breaks the privacy, the, the utility of the system is, is completely ruined, right? So what we're trying to do is make sure that every single part of the railgun system is its own isolated smart contract system. So what that means is whenever Railgun was deployed on Ethereum, the DAO members, people had to actually take and stake rail tokens and then vote for the smart contract system to be deployed. And in fact, any changes that happen to the smart contract system, uh, as well as the treasury on the Ethereum system is controlled solely by the rail tokens. And the same is applicable on, let's say, Polygon or Binance Smart Chain or Solana um, and, you know, all the other places that we're looking at deploy. These all stand alone as their own individual systems. And this really creates uh, hardness in the system. It really creates resiliency and it really disallows someone from breaking the whole system based on owning one governance token. So, you know, just, just yesterday, right, there was a huge bridge hack. Um, something what was it? Two hundred thirty million dollars worth of notional value was uh, siphoned out of a bridge. We're we're pretty anti-bridge at this exact moment. So
0: how did that happen? What may get? I, I read about an ancillary. I saw the headline, but I don't really know exactly what happened.
2: So you know the the post mortem on all of this is is still being done as we as we talk. I'm not sure when this will get uh, published, but suffice it to say, someone took and manipulated the system you know, which we can get into a very long-winded argument about, you know, code is law kind of thing. But, you know, suffice it to say Wormhole, which is the most prolific bridge for Solana um, was exploited and someone siphoned out close to 94, I guess it was, it was like 80,000 ETH. And then, you know, the guy has 94,000 ETH in his, in his balance. I mean, so he has a ton of money in there. Um, and, you know I'm not really sure on the details, but suffice it to say, you know, like in real-life warfare, you know, bridges aren't really secure and you know, people take them, right? They're they're places to be exploited and it seems to be applicable in DeFi as well. So while we, you know, like Vitalik believe in a multi-chain world, uh, the interoperability of it just really hasn't been sorted out. You know, who knows maybe in the future it will be, uh, but at this point it's not. And you know, I think that's clear by all the exploits that are happening on on bridges. You know, Polygon just got their money back, for example. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of why we did the, the airdrops of multiple tokens. You know, again, just to, to reiterate, we don't really bridge. Uh, we everything is its own individual, isolated system, and this allows for the system to be hard, right, and resilient.
1: Well, how do they how do they connect with one another if there's not a bridge? What's the what's the mechanism? They're all independent, but how are we swapping from one thing to another thing uh, across chains if, if there's no bridge?
2: Yeah, great question. So currently, the things that we're working on with REN are on cross-chain interoperability. But at this point, it's just not something that is uh, secure. So the last thing we want is on a rail-to-rail transaction. Let's say that you know maybe in the future, we want to take in send some tokens from ETH. ETH Railgun to Polygon Railgun. We want that to be highly secure, right? Because our whole goal is to build a super secure system. You know, the last thing you want to do is, you know, get into a $18 million position by way of Railgun, do it privately, and then have your funds not be safe. You know what I mean?
0: So, so how do we know that the funds in Railgun are safe, right? Where it's its, its own wallet and Where basically you connect your Ethereum wallet, in this case, to the Railgun wallet, and then you're able to move your funds into it. So how do people know that this is secure and that they're not going to end up, you know, being hacked?
2: Yeah, you know, hack is definitely something to always be concerned about, right? Uh, That being said, Railgun has been audited by three top firms uh, in the auditing in the security space. We had an initial audit with ABDK. These guys invented the hash system that the Railgun smart contract is, is using. So these guys are subject matter experts. And you can look at their glowing review on railgun.org and also Zokyo, uh, which is another audit firm, very uh, renowned in the space. These guys as well gave us another resounding uh, great job. And we're currently under audit by Trail of Bits. So the entire repo is being audited by Trail of Bits. They're looking at everything from the token contract. So the governance token, they're looking at the governance system, uh, assuring users that the governance system is, is true and accurate and that the smart contract is safe and you know there's no apparent exploits to it. So in terms of security, we take it super seriously. We make sure the code is constantly rigorously audited. And we're, we're really transparent about that. We make sure that those audit reports go directly onto railgun.org so people can, can view that and, you know, make their decisions for themselves.
1: It, it is definitely an interesting space. So how, how does one uh, stake their railgun, right? Because I know that I'm looking at, I got some railgun. Um, I'm not sure that I staked it correctly to get some of the other stuff. I'm at app.railgun.ch. Uh, where, where exactly uh, does the, uh, the staking take place?
2: Yeah, so great question. You can launch the governance site, you know, rail, uh, let's see, it's governance.railgun.org.
1: It's not app. The app, that's the DEX.
0: There's a launch governance button in the upper right. There's an app beta and there's a governance. Click launch governance. And then once you're in there, you go to staking and you uh, you drop your tokens in. I think it looks like I staked mine January 3rd. Uh, was that in time for the, the next airdrop, or did I miss it?
2: Yeah, so if you staked on January 3rd, that means that you would be entitled to the Solana and the Polkadot airdrops. Uh, not the entirety of it, because you weren't there for the entire snapshot, but then you also get the Railgun NFT as well.
0: When do so- those happen?
2: So we're actually going to be looking to drop those here in the next couple of weeks. I think it's good. we're looking at that in the end of March, early April. We're going to take and use that to tout the the power of the railgun NFT circuits that Dr. Hisham Galal uh, took and created for the the system. Um,
0: Does that mean it's really too late for other people to stake? Is there still a benefit to people locking up tokens? More surprises coming.
2: Oh yeah, there's definitely more surprises coming. You know, we're looking at a lot of different chains. Um, I guess if we want to leak some alpha here, you know, one of the things that we're looking at is Near, Near Protocol. Mm-hmm. Those guys are really interesting. And there's a uh, yeah, there's several other chains that we're looking at. Avax, the list goes on. You know, if there's an EVM compatible chain, or even something that's like Wasm based, you know, we're looking to we're looking to deploy there. You know, so there's definitely going to be opportunities for people to take advantage of the staking rewards by way of The airdrops. But then also, one of the things that you have to consider is that those tokens also govern the treasury of Railgun, right? So there's fees associated with using the Railgun smart contract, and the Rail token stakers control that treasury, which right now in that treasury is close to $7.5 million. So you basically get to say what we do with that. And one of the proposals that people are really eager to get out there is, of course, a fee distribution to rail stakers. So this will be the real meat and potatoes of the reward for the,
0: the railgun.: That's good because we system. like meat and potatoes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, so I staked, I staked, I don't know, it looks like I staked 10,000 tokens. Uh, vote delegation self, apparently. Stake time, November 29th. Uh, so they've been staked for a long time. My stakes are locked. But I don't know that I've earned anything from from the staking. Where where do I see that?
2: Yeah, you would. Uh, let's see. If you're in November, I'd have to
1: look at the staking snapshots. It doesn't, and not... it doesn't show anywhere that I got anything. Yeah, Was so you I would just to delegate it somewhere or be self delegation is fine?
2: No, so you would you would switch chains in your wallet, right? To take a look at that. So, for example, if you qualified for the BSC rail, you would just look at like BSC scan or something like this to take and verify that
0: look, look for your rail in all the places travis because there's, there's probably some there so i've got a question here around this concept of zero knowledge i hear about zero knowledge proof i have zero knowledge of what that means can you explain that
2: yeah so this is a very complex topic so i'll try make to it easy it really,
0: because i'm, I'm yeah. an idiot and i need all the help i can get
2: oh man you and me too my knuckles drag when i walk i'm a complete ape um but suffice it to say
0: are, are you bored
2: Oh man! Uh, occasionally, um, actually, no, I'm never bored, man. Life's exciting.
0: Okay, not bored. Are you a mutant?
2: No, no, no.
0: Just trying to figure out what kind of ape you are. Damn it! See if you know you're, <laughs> you're worth swapping out for you know profit. So
2: a zero knowledge proof system, right, is a system that allows you to prove something is true without revealing any other data. In other words, you can prove something is true while keeping your privacy, and do that in like a trust trustless cryptographic way. So what that means is you can use a zero knowledge proof system to take and transact and do that in a private fashion. That's the, that's the beauty of it, right? So that's what it does. It allows people to take and reveal something is true without revealing any other data. So take this, for example, into our world, into crypto, you can take and do a zero knowledge proof of your balance in a wallet without revealing the balance of the wallet. Right. So
1: fancy. Yeah. You can, could, you, could, you can totally do that. There's a lot of, it sounds like there's a lot of things you can do. I'm just trying to figure some of this stuff out here because I know that I've done some staking, but I don't necessarily see where I've gotten the rewards. I looked on BNB. I don't see anything there. Where would I see Solana? Because I don't know that I've ever connected my Solana wallet to, to the yeah. Platform. So the,
2: so, the Solana airdrop will have a claiming mechanism because the uh, address primitives are different for Solana, right? So, there'll be a claiming mechanism that once those tokens are to be airdropped, you will, um, yeah, you'll be able to claim those. So, you'll actually take in those. So, is there, if this you want
1: somewhere where all the airdrops have taken place, that way people can go and check. Because it's like, I still need to go in my, if I need to go on my Binance smart chain, I need to add that token. I need to know what the address is to even add it so I can see it in my wallet. So like, where's that information?
2: You know, that's a good point. We should probably actually take and make a timeline of airdrops. That's
1: yeah, a so really good can point. actually keep
2: track of it. Yeah, this is very fair.
1: Because I have no idea where to do this. And it's like, I know I'm staking 10,000 rail, but what does that mean? I don't see anything in my governance thing that says that I've received anything, even though I've been staking it now for almost three months.
0: Yeah, Ooh. Alan, fix it.
1: Gosh, <laughs> advisor, advisor. do something.
0: Travis is in complaining mood today. I
1: mean, my, no, I'm rails. not complaining. I'm just trying to figure it out. I where's, guarantee, where's, if I'm trying to figure it out, other people are trying to figure it out. Where's my rail? Man, I don't know. Is that what it's doing? It's dropping me BNB rail and it's dropping me Solana rail. Is that well, not exactly yet? What's you
0: got no Solana because it hadn't happened yet. But the, yeah,
2: so the Solana have. rail hasn't happened yet. But the rail BSC drop has happened. Let's see. That was in. That was
1: 118 days ago, according to. Oh, so I probably this missed game. that one. That was a long that. time ago in crypto. My God, it's why I don't have any. I didn't
2: do it then. Now, Back in my day, there was it's a real drop. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's it's been interesting to track rail, pun intended, right there. If you look at the uh, the chart for it over let let let's say uh, let me go to 90 days. Um, it hit as high as well. It went from like it was hovering around a dollar until the beginning of the year popped up to four thirteen, sitting around two seventy five as of this recording, which is uh, February the third, twenty twenty two. By the way, the Groundhog says six more weeks of winter. That means uh, it in the evening here in Puerto Rico, it's going to get all the way down to seventy two for the next six weeks. So that, oh, that's going to suck a whole lot. Um, so. <laughs> this uh this notion of privacy you have people uh, on the outside saying well that's just for uh for drug runners and money laundering what's what's the practical you know reason that good actors would use privacy
2: so this is a common question it really is and we really kind of I'm a common the-
0: kind of person so I like common questions yeah me too
2: day. um because we have to extrapolate this out to something else, right? You know what you want, for example, your medical records to be private, right? You would say that also you would like your interactions with your lawyer to be private, right? And in fact, they have a legal obligation to do so, right? To make that private. So this actually includes, you know, what you're paying them for. So the financial traction you know, transaction itself has to be private, right? You know, so there's actually parts of your life where you definitely want these things to be private. But I think people really underappreciate like how much they value their financial privacy. Right. In fact, people in, you know, at least in my neck of the woods, they don't want to talk about how much money they make with their friends. Like this is taboo. You don't talk about this at dinner. Right. Is that fair to say at, at your house?
1: Yeah. You don't care talk about my monies.
2: Right. We're exactly. Questions
1: about my monies, Alan. It's very <laughs> intrusive. Yeah.
2: And so it really is. It's very voyeuristic, right? You know, so I think this is why we have so many anons on like crypto Twitter, right? Because people would be voyeurs, would totally snoop on them. And I think that this is just really, uh, this is really not normal. People have financial privacy in traditional finance. You know, you have more accurately self-determination over who gets your financial data. So for example, you go to a car dealership, they don't already have your credit score. You have to give it to them right you apply for a mortgage and you in that word right there you apply for it right this is totally a normal thing right but you know in the blockchain space a lot of people are really surprised to find you know that it's not really private it's not private in fact it's pseudonymous at best right mm. and with the way that you know on-chain analytics and ai is being applied to the blockchain space it will not be pseudonymous for very long rest assured right? People are going to be taking and deploying bots, right? There's going to be people who are looking to spy and hack on you. Your address will be a target, right? So people, you know, who you start using privacy now, you know, will have a shield against these would-be voyeurs. And this is, this is, this is really important, right? So if we think about it in terms of like a practical use case, You know, it's really common, again, for, you know, in TradFi, there's these things called dark pools, right? You guys ever heard of a dark pool?
0: I I know that at night, if the lights aren't on, the pool's really dark. (laughs) I turn
1: my light on at night on my pool.
0: Yeah. So tell us what's a dark pool.
1: Okay. Yeah. So a dark pool
2: is like a private organization that people in the finance world can take in like trade securities in large blocks and do that. You know, outside of the normal system, this is the easiest way to put it, right? And what it's, you know, said to do is take and reduce volatility in the marketplace. In other words, if somebody wants to take and sell um, a fifty million dollar block of some stock, you know, they can take and sell that to their counterparty and do that in a dark pool, right? Well, you can't really do that in crypto at this exact moment, right? You can't actually take and do dark pool trading. You can't really take and send private transactions in crypto especially on Ethereum or any other public ledger blockchain. And, you know, Railgun aims to, to change that. You know, it's going to allow people to take and transact privately. So if you want to get into a really cool new NFT without everybody watching you get into it, you can do that privately. If you want to get into a new farming strategy or you have a new AMM strategy, or maybe you have some sort of large speculative position, you found the next new Shiba Inu. And you want to get into that privately without some would-be voyeur stealing your alpha, you know this is definitely a practical reason why you should use privacy in the the blockchain space.
0: Nobody can steal my alpha. Only betas get stuff stolen. Never mind. Uh, So
1: (laughs) soy boys with their
0: soyness. (laughs) So all right, that's the thing about making your NFT private. For example, Travis and I both have Gary V's V Friend Gift Goats. And they're in our wallets. And if in order to access the benefits of that NFT community, we have to connect our wallets to the website where they can see it. So does that mean we wouldn't use Railgun for uh, any NFT project that they need to be able to see that NFT in order to let you in?
2: No, we actually have uh, zero knowledge circuits that will allow you to take and prove that you own an NFT in a private fashion without revealing that you are the one that owns that nft so you know joel if you own this nft which we're actually gathering some really great heuristics about your guys's wallets maybe we can track you down by the end of the show so far we know you guys have staked rail you own this new nft um hopefully we can take and figure out where you guys are on the blockchain uh but yeah so suffice it to say you can actually take and you know just like you would connect your metamask take and connect your railgun and then prove that you own that NFT in a cryptographic way that preserves your privacy. This is totally possible.
0: Interesting. I, I, what's a heuristic?
2: I just mean to say, you know, like you're telling us that you've staked rail uh, when you staked it. We know that you own this NFT, you know, so maybe you have so a heuristic
0: or is that is that a, a, I've heard it before. I don't know what it means. Is that the data on what, what's a heuristic?
2: So from a definition standpoint,
0: yeah, what the, the hell is a heuristic? I don't know.
2: OK, yeah. So like, yeah, it's like allowing us to take and discover and learn something about, OK, you.
0: heuristic heuristic. I don't French. know what the sticks are. I'm just I told you I'm an idiot. I'm an <laughs> idiot that asks questions. I'm a monkey with a microphone.
1: You want a definition, Joel? I do. Of know. Or relating to in a usually speculative formulation serving as a guide in the investigation or the solution of a problem.
0: Thank you, Merriam-Webster.
1: There you go. Appreciate it. Go. I, I googled things.
0: Actually, I dug, dug, go it. Yeah, don't Google anything. Dev- yeah, never, have to. never Google a
1: thing. I didn't. I didn't Google it. Talk about. So ask, I want to ask about DeFi because Alan, Alan's like super guru DeFi guy. He actually, whenever he, um, whenever we saw the, the information about him, it said he is founder of DeFiCon, mm. but I thought it was con. I was like, oh damn, we're gonna talk security today. Man, like, I, I wish DeFi I was. The founder com, so.
2: I love that conference. If that was you know, any of your listeners you are into DeFi that, Con. they should they should go. You should yeah. go to De- DEF CON. Everyone should go to that.
1: It's awesome. Yeah, and make sure you don't bring your phone and don't be logging in on the public Wi Fi's because there's so many hackers there. It's like crazy. But let's talk about DeFi CON. You know, you got, a, you got a pretty broad knowledge of DeFi. What's the future of DeFi look like in the future? I mean, I know it seems like. We've gone through DeFi 1.0, DeFi 2.0 maybe is here. Is rail part of DeFi 2.0? Like wh- wh- where where is this where's this space heading?
2: Yeah, so I think that
1: No, that's where you say great question. You didn't say that.
2: Yeah, great question.
1: Thank you, thank you.
2: <laughs> no, it's a I think that surveillance in in general is a is a really big problem, right? There's so many people who are out to collect and collate and sell your information. And I think that this is starting to, I think it's starting to be turned towards crypto, right? I think it's starting to be turned towards DeFi. So I really believe that the future will be bots, hackers, and spies targeting people's public addresses and trying to glean information about them that they can use in whatever way that they would like, right? Whether that be leverage against said person or to take and glean their alpha, their trading strategy. I'll give you a great example, actually. We did a partnership with DCG, right? We're really excited about this partnership. These guys are you know, the biggest trading firm in all of crypto and they basically said they wanted to use Railgun and they're dedicating resources to making Railgun a huge success, right? Throughout their whole subsidiary stack, they own a ton of great companies and you know, as a you know, a ceiling of the deal, what what the Dow did was mint tokens, and then DCG took and deposited Dai into the treasury, and it took people like three hours to figure out that it was DCG. We're actually doing it. If you read the proposal, uh, you know, we're doing it as a fund X. We weren't really telling people who it was yet, and we hadn't planned on telling them for a couple of weeks. It took people four hours to figure out that DCG had accumulated a, you know, a $7 million position in Railgun, right? What if they wanted to continue to buy rail? Like, what if they weren't done accumulating, right? Imagine you're an institutional trader and, like, you're trying to accumulate a large position. If you have $50 billion in assets, you know, you got to accumulate a large position. People are constantly scanning the blockchain for that now. And I think this will only get worse. I think it'll get really bad, right? So I believe that in the future, privacy-preserving protocols will be in huge, huge demand. Anyone that will allow someone to take and do DEX trading privately, to take and accumulate a position, to do over-the-counter deals, for example, if you wanted to take and buy a large block of you know ETH or something like this, if you could do that privately through a protocol, uh, hit Railgun, this is going to be really, really, really important in the future. If DeFi is going to be like the remake of traditional finance, there has to be privacy in it. And I believe that if privacy isn't part of it, the voyeuristic, you know, collection and selling of your data will be too overt and it won't make it.
0: So you're talking about DEXs. I'm assuming that means that you guys will have your own um, DEX as well.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, the project, you know, that we're building, we're calling it Rayleigh Swamp, Uh, whether or not it'll be called that in the future is, you know, neither here nor there. But what we're designing is a fully internal DEX system, which allows you to take and do swaps in a private fashion fully within Railgun, which is really, really exciting because this is like true dark pool type stuff. Like no one will know what happened, why it happened, who did it, anything. So one of the uh, the first integrations that we're building is a DEX integration, which will allow us to take in, you know, trade from Railgun privately. So you can kind of think of R- Railgun as like this big, huge black hole of liquidity that you're partaking in. This black hole goes out into Uniswap and swaps some tokens. They don't know who it was, but they see that, well, you know, somebody swaps some tokens for, um, you know, swaps some tokens for other tokens, right? You know, they swapped dog shit X for some die. Don't really know why or who did it or how much, you know, dog shit X they own still. But Wait,
0: did, did you just call it dog shit X? X. Oh, ah! I thought I really thought you said dog shit. Hex, not no, you know, no implications <laughs> to the hexicans out there. I just thought that's what you said.
2: No, God, no! In fact, you know, we don't. We, we like the guys over at Hex.
0: Yeah, uh, we just you know, have Richard story. on the show, and and uh, he's an interesting cat. And honestly, I'm still, I'm still undecided. Um, you know, I'm. I mean, just going to let things play out.
2: Yeah, I mean, true story. You know, Kieran, uh, or Kyron, I should say, excuse me, our lead developer actually participated in developing a large amount of the code for Hex before he came over to develop on Railgun. So. We're, we're pretty close to these guys. We, we, we know them. You know, Richard's a Richard's a good dude. I don't have any ill will against him. But, you know, suffice it to say, the internal deck system that you're talking about is going to be really, really cool. Uh, we're, we're really excited about that because that's where, you know, true dark pool liquidity starts to happen.
1: So there's a lot of stuff going on with Railgun. Um, you know, what are some of the future developments of the projects, maybe integrations of new chains? Also, I heard... Uh, through the grapevine about some private nft transactions down the road so maybe tell us about what are some of the things that folks can come to expect from railgun in the future
2: yeah so great question just kidding man uh so the
1: thank you no wait no, wait, <laughs> what are you gonna say you're gonna say kidding
2: uh right i feel like it's a trope oh, kidding, of this. yeah yeah i feel like it's a trope of this uh, <laughs> of this of this chat i love it you know but yeah, actually, so currently we're under audit by Trail of Bits. We're really excited about this audit because it includes the NFT circuits that our lead cryptographer, Hisham Galal, um, developed. Now, these NFT circuits, what they allow people to do is not only own an NFT privately, but it also allows them to take and transact this privately for, you know, let's say, ERC-20 tokens, so if you have a really cool NFT that you want to hold privately, you can actually sell that privately as well. And it never leave the privacy system. So this is really quite unique. I don't think there's anybody else out there who's currently working on or as far along on NFT support in a private um, in a private fashion as the Railgun privacy project. And this will actually be the substrate for a private sealed bid auction that we're developing. We're looking and hoping to have that out in May, which is really exciting. Uh, but before that, of course you'll have like full NFT support to take and hold these NFTs privately and swap them privately within the Railgun system with other users. We're gonna have the, uh, the, v, the full V1 launch with um, a mobile app that we're really excited about as well. And then we have of course the DEX, Integrations. The first Dex integration for Railgun will be with uh, Matcha, so we'll have a Dex aggregator that you can transact with privately. We're quite excited about that, and then of course, looking later down into the summer, we'll be looking to deploy on Solana and Polkadot. So we're really, we're really pumped on that.
0: And now you guys know why we are um, on board with this project. There's nobody doing this. It's uh, it's desperately needed. Go do your own research at railgun.org or railgun.ch to learn more alan thanks for coming on today and sharing all of the privacy railgun goodness with us and a uh, fun fact um that i have here in the show notes alan you're fluent in japanese so you could say uh thanks for having me in japanese
2: <laughs> man why does everybody do that i love it yeah so um yeah what are you want to say arigato so I guess for the, anybody who you know, speaks Japanese, you know, it's they always say, you know, you should say something. And then mm-hmm. um, it's like, you know, take it. I don't know. I
0: don't know. I don't know. You could have just said you guys suck. This has been horrible and, <laughs> and I'm never coming back.
2: I said, yeah, I could just take it, you know, say gibberish in Japan, you know, and make it sound like Japanese and you wouldn't yeah. even know
0: we appreciate <laughs> that <laughs> thanks thanks brother appreciate you
2: yeah also thanks so
0: much guys and now you know what a rail gun is travis
1: yeah i know what a rail gun is it's uh we wikipedia'd that shit and we saw yeah it's like a gun that's on a train track or something it's like, like on it a rail but it's a is it private i don't know i don't i don't see the privacy aspect of the rail gun because i'm pretty sure you could see that coming only yeah now if they sneak up on you you get Maybe it's guns. a rail gun, but it's like on a train track, but it has one of those invisibility cloaks over it. So you there see. you go. Cause those are actual things. Yeah, that was my superpower that I wanted to have when I was a kid. Because I was like, oh man, if I had if I was invisible, I would go steal all the baseball cards.
0: No, if you were invisible, <laughs>
1: you'd be in the girls' locker room. No, because I was younger than that. I was younger than 12. So I wasn't thinking about girls' uh, locker room. I was thinking about getting cases. The case is a baseball card.
0: And now you're like, okay, I'm 13. I would like to trade my my powers. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to trade all my baseball cards for a walk through that locker room.
1: Or some vagina. But now, <laughs> it's going to be a while. Travis, age 13, is going to be back three, four. You just got
0: canceled. Ago. Well, I'll tell you, if that didn't get us canceled, the next show will. Like, let's just go ahead and give consent warnings, content warnings right now for what's coming up Sunday.
1: Yeah, it is.
0: Yeah, we go down all the rabbit holes. Our guest is uh, Josh Shigala from Vault Toro, one of the crypto Bitcoin OGs. And super if you
1: are- OGs. Mm-hmm. I, I think this guy is such an OG that he has fuck you money. And then, like, when you're hanging out with somebody with fuck you money who just has zero fucks left to give, what ends up happening is you go down conspiracy rabbit holes. And discuss a lot yeah of but things. we don't
0: have we don't have fym so why do we I d- yeah
1: i don't but i'm still kind of like Fuck you anyway
0: you're, you're i'm more like go f yourself <laughs> yeah i, I don't know i'm not i'm not you're see not. what you've done you've corrupted me sir lord travis
1: i'm sorry a full five years of what you become who you hang around you've been hanging know, around for five years I, I
0: know and i become a chiefs fan <laughs> right well, thanks that was, for that like, we
1: were literally like re we were done with the nfl but then my team went and had to get Patrick Mahomes and then start being awesome and it just changed everything.
0: And now we're done with him again because nobody cares about the the Rams or the Bengals.
1: Oh man, I was having a call today, like an advisory project chat with this dude. He's like, He's like, Yeah, man, because I live in Cincinnati and we're gonna I was like, Oh dude, this call is over. Yeah, You gotta be done. Bro.
0: Yeah, the we only Super Bowl in your life is gonna be the one you light up. That's
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> Not gonna be any. That was I did one of those yes. Oh, I got my medical l- license here in Puerto Rico now. You're a doctor. I <laughs> I am a doctor of space and time, and uh, I got that. I have that certificate coming. So you can't take that one. That's my joke. And I'm now an archbishop.
0: Now, let's so. just be clear about something. We we <laughs> talked about this um, before about, you know, being the most high and being a reverend. Uh-huh. I, I actually was considering going to seminary when I was 24 years old. I had almost applied to a college. I have looked to become a, a, a licensed member of the cleric my entire life, but okay. I finally looked up, how do you do this? And it's probably some BS place. I oh. mean, there's really, it's not like getting a PhD, <laughs> yeah. you know, to, <laughs> to become, uh, but there are a I couple
1: am, out there that you can go to. So you, which one did you go to? Yeah.
0: I'm going to open it up right now. I am not, and I'll read it to you guys. So, you know, you may now refer to me as Reverend, uh, sir, Lord, Joel, Com, King of NFTs in case you're, uh, you know, you're wanting to know what the proper title is when you, uh, when you address me, But the uh, the official certificate that I received for my twenty (laughs) five dollars, so I have a certificate from the Christian Global Outreach Ministries uh, that says Minister Joel. This ordination credential certifies that Minister Joel Com has been ordained an independent Christian clergy, and I do identify as a Christian. This individual is authorized by Christian. Oh, we Christian today. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's, it's not it's not an Asian degree, sorry, by Christian Global Outreach Ministries, otherwise known as the CGOM to perform any and all Christian religious services, ministerial and evangelical duties. Minister number 109734 conferred on Groundhog Day 2022, um, signed by Minister Laniece Johnson, the director of ministry outreach and ordination. I've got the certificate. I've got the letter. And so you may now refer to me as Reverend Joel.
1: So that's great. So on August 31st of last year, I went to the Universal Life Church, which is ulc.org. And I am also, I have credentials of ministry to certify that I am also one, but also notable ULC ministers Conan O'Brien, uh, Benjamin Cumberbatch. Lady Gaga, Stephen Colbert, Sir Paul McCartney, The Rock, Richard Branson. Uh, So they're all they are all awesome. But what's great is when you go into you can get yourself an honorable religious degree. And look at some of these honorary titles that you can be. You can be an abbot, an angel. I like this one. I want to be Costello. I want to be Apostle of Humility. That's what (laughs) I should be. I was almost that. That was one that I did. Um, uh, Archbishop right? Um, bra man, B-R-A-H-M-A-N. I don't know what a bra man is, but I love me. I like when they're bra less, you know what I'm saying? Um, cardinal could be a chaplain. Child of the universe is one. The deacon, doctor of space and time. I could be a druid, which is nice. A faith healer, field missionary. I want to be deacon missionary. blues. Yeah. <laughs> Free thinker, a friar. I could have been a friar. Oh, look at this one. A
0: deep friar, an air fryer. I
1: could have been an air for Grandmaster Brain Wizard, which is
0: that's a rapper degree.
1: That is, that's really good. I could be a high priest, Lord of Time, which is great. Wow. Uh that was pretty good. There's some other ones here. Uh Minister of Rock, which sounds like you're in a band, which is good. Could be a monk, a monsignor. most reverend, most reverend is really good. So I could have been Sir Lord most reverend, Travis, right? Mm-hmm. There's also Mystical Philosopher, which is pretty good. And then uh, which which I got I got a couple here I got Archbishop and Doctor of Space and Time so I'm I busy. like that
0: one I like that that it reminds me of the very show very esteemed
1: oh also you could be a Time Lord a Warlock or a wizard <laughs> Time Lord <laughs> <laughs> or a Swami like these are great like like this list right here I wanted just to copy them all just so I could just like so
0: change. you have all the titles I want to yeah, be like the a swami therapist I want to be the Swami of salami. That that would
1: Uh, be my time with a little mustard. The very esteemed Swami Salami.
0: So we have gone down some rabbit holes, but the next episode goes down all of them. Prepare your ear holes. And if you are the sensitive cancel culture, um, you know, ilk, I don't think you're in our audience anyway, because at this point you already left. Yeah, Uh, but you might want to be careful because you might get triggered, but that's okay. We love you anyway. We welcome all to come and listen. You know, we put on a show here. We talk about things and stuff. And uh, are you not entertained? (laughs) Sparta! Talk to you guys soon. Be ready for Sunday. Until then, check out Railgun.org and stay back.